Welcome to FeastPod, the podcast where we talk about whatever we fucking want. Come join me, Kanong, and me, Sarah Davidson, for entree, main, and dessert, and take a seat at our table. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get started. Hello, Feast fam. It's your girl, Sarah, coming to you with a solo entree today because, as you may have noticed, we have not actually been together in the flesh for quite some time. It's been the craziest few weeks. It's so weird. We're either in each other's pockets for 25 days straight or we don't see each other for months at a time. And I'm actually really impressed with us that we pre-recorded enough episodes to keep the feast coming to your ears. But, of course, entrees are a little bit more current, so we're recording those on the fly and... And when we are back together in person, we will catch you up on all the amazing things that have been going on in between now and the last time we recorded together. So we've both been overseas, interstate, all over the place doing amazing things. But really, I feel that the only entree piece of information that anyone really needs to acknowledge this week is that Khan's TV show finally went live. The hotly awaited Khan Ong's Wild Food season one, episode one went live a couple of days ago. And I'm so sad I wasn't even with Khan in person to do a viewing party and celebrate but of course he's such a busy bee so the first episode went live on the 30th at 8 30 on SBS food hopefully some of you guys were watching along at the time but if you weren't I'll make sure to pop the link to catch up on the episode in the show notes and of course you can tune in from episode two I don't want to tell you too much but there is so much good stuff coming for the rest of this season and he's already filming for new seasons so it's already a hit I'm just so incredibly proud of him I've been saying for years that he deserves his own entire show like as if this didn't happen earlier and you guys know I can't say this mushy stuff to his face because he gets too awkward so I'm just going to say it here because he's probably not going to listen to this anyway really excited that the show is live and I'm sure we'll hear from him in his solo entree about how it's been going how he's feeling all that jazz but for now we have the most incredible guest and a chat that blew me away I think we actually nearly went for an hour and a half because it was just such an eye-opening enjoyable amazing chat so we'll jump right in and I hope you enjoy as much as I did who have we got? Uh, Who we got? Who we got? Do you want to introduce have, yourself, hun? Yeah, introduce oh, yourself, hi. baby. Hi, hi, hi. My name is Rian. My pronouns are she, her. Also in the community, I'm kind of well known as being Asia Buffet. I'm kind of a big deal. I'm Aisha so... Asia Buffet. Because she feeds the children. I, I, I knew you as Asia Buffet. I actually knew you even before that, but I knew you as Asia Buffet. And then you actually... Where did it, firstly, where did that name come from? Asia Buffet. Okay, because my original drag name was Hideous. Wait, was, was it, it actually first hideous? Drag name? It was awful. Okay, no, because I thought it was actually hideous. No, no, no. Oh my god, like, that's, an, that's, that's an iconic. That is so yeah, hideous. Hideous. <laughs> hideous. No, <laughs> hideous. Well, okay, you drag daughter, How and I'll hideous. name you hideous. <laughs> that's hot. hideous. That's hot. Hideous. I heard okay, that it was because. You're Asian and you love food. Yeah, and that 100% is true. Oh, my because, God, really? No, 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 100% because my friend, well, my friend was a little bit vulgar than that. So my best friend, one of my best friends from Sydney, when I first said my original drag name, which we won't bring up because it's hideous, um, really they were like, this is it. awful. <laughs> you don't, you're not known by it now, so let's just go No, that's it. true. Okay, so my original drag name was Jessica Freeman. That's really normal. Well, yeah, but also named after two icons, Jessica Malboy and Kathy Freeman. Oh, that's kind of cute. It was like, yeah, yeah but it didn't, kind of didn't make, yeah, yeah. It didn't Do you know what? It's also any such a sense. white, like, yeah, they were like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> straight they were like, person why? name. <laughs> and then I went up to Sydney, told my 
one of my friends this name and they were like, that doesn't make sense. They're like, you're Asian and you're fat. So just call yourself Asia Buffet. <laughs> and I was like, okay, Iconic. rude, but also, okay, that's actually tea. I love Asia I'll Buffet. I'll take Asia Buffet. Yeah. And originally it was going to be spelled Asia A-S-O. I yeah. a and I was like, no, that's too typical because I do know the name Asia and I've heard it before. And I was like, okay, I'm not a Kardashian child, so let's not be Asia. <laughs> and so I was like, I'll be Asia, Asia buffet, because yeah, she loves food and yeah, because you delicious. cook as well. Yes, I do cook as well. You were on a cooking show. Yes. <laughs> you didn't know yeah. this, did you? I did not know you were on a cooking yeah, show. Yeah, I was on a cooking show. Yeah. I did know though. Wait, that are we just bypassing that? Yeah. No, no I'm happy to talk about it. I mean, I was like, I why were you so coy about no, that? No, I'm so coy. No, because I mean, I obviously like, firstly, h- how honoured am I to be a part of this like gorgeous couch of Asian excellence? Oh my God. We are a buffet, guys. We okay. are an Asia buffet. Okay. We're and an Asia we- buffet. And you're all welcome wherever the camera is. You're all welcome. And it's an <laughs> honour and a blessing. <laughs> and it's an honour and a blessing for you. Um, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing this for you because we're doing the hard work again. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Chef's line? Yeah, the chef's line. Yep, we were both just, that's how I met Melissa Leong. Yes, okay. Yeah, so that's how I met her and then, yeah, both judged and, by her. And you too. were, you were, your food was Vietnamese? Yeah, Vietnamese and I'm not, I'm not even Filipino, Vietnamese right? and I'm Filipino. Oh my God. And I'm controversial. Oh, what the hell? But also because the way that the chef's line worked was it's different cuisines every week mm. and there was just no Filipino week. So uh-huh. I was like, because they, when I first auditioned, they asked me, I was like, oh, I cook Asian food and, you know, it's kind of like, it's a melting pot. Yeah, I was like, I'm happy to like dabble in whatever cuisine. And then they were like, is there one that you really love? And I was like, Vietnamese. I actually really love cooking Vietnamese food. And so don't yeah, come, I was like, don't come, stay in your lane. Don't <laughs> come for my job. You could cook what is it, Pina Payton? You and your grandfather really bonded over. Oh my god, yes. She does her research, babe. What the hell? Oh my god. I pretty much should take my dress off. I feel totally (laughs) seen by you. That is outrageous. That is insane. Well, because I also wanted to know A, where your love for food came from, but B, I mean, you were a straight man for 20 years. Yeah, for so long. And this is a big change in identity. And I feel like for people who might be in earlier stages in their life listening to hear how your identity has grown and developed and changed is Mm. super interesting. Well, I mean, my love for food came because growing up, I always knew I was queer. Mm. I always knew there was something different, but always. Mm. And I'm telling you, when I talked to my, like, therapist about this and really broke down all the trauma from just growing up in general being first generation in Australia trying to navigate that on top of trying to navigate my identity I always knew all the way back to like when I was like seven or eight I knew that I was not the same as everyone else Mm. I just didn't have the knowledge or the terminology to go this is who I am or this is how I feel about this and so and of course being first gen my parents never really thought about that the Mm. focus was survival Mm. it was making sure they had a job making sure there was food on the table roof over our head and so the idea or the topic of gender identity and sexuality was just 
it's not never a, a thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. And so it definitely caused growing up, especially in my teens, it caused a huge rift between my parents and I. But the only thing that really connected me with my family was our food. Mm. You know, it was just constantly cooking with my grandparents or cooking with my mom. And that was the only time I ever really, like looking back, even though I know my parents will say otherwise, for me, the only joy I really had with my family was through food. Mm. Oh and it was a way gosh. to showcase love. And I know we all feel the same way about food. Food really is like the heart and soul of who we are. Mm-hmm. It's the way that we sh- can show love to people. So for me, it's all the trauma that I went through as a child, as a teenager, as a young adult can kind of, there's no excuse for it or there's no ever going to be a real cover up for it. But having food as a constant in my life has been really the ease of getting through it to yeah. now yeah. yeah i want to touch more on that so the, i have a very similar idea with food and my love of food comes from the fact that my parents worked really hard mm-hmm. so a lot of the time the only times that we had to spend together were when we were making meals after they came home from work right. so yeah. that, that, that's where i would find myself sitting on their counter in the kitchen helping out and so like those are always really happy moments for me mm-hmm. so yeah I, there are other moments in my life with my parents that are quite lovely but like yeah. That is a very, very comforting thing for me. And mm. I feel like that's where my love of food comforting, comes from. Comforting, a hundred percent. And that's where it was. Because, yeah, I mean, as first generation, I'm not sure if you are first yeah. generation. Yeah. Well, I'm actually not because I'm also a refugee. So am I technically first gen? Yeah, well, I wasn't born here. And I was talking about this. I grew up here but wasn't born Same. here. So I'm kind of like Same. not, but because I grew up here, I was like, I guess I kind of am. Um, but yeah, because I came over when I was two. Came over when I was a few months old. Right. So then you're not even first gen. So Your kids first will gen. be first yeah. gen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <gasps> so not even first gen, oh, but you know, God kind bless of. Their souls. But They're kind have of a hard feel time. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, my future kids. Yeah. And so, I apologize in advance. Oh, I love that you're apologizing. You deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting exactly what I got. You're welcome. Um, but you kept yeah. the name Rian, which I think is really interesting. Ah, well, actually, it was to be fair, I moved some oh, letters. Yeah, yeah I, moved, I moved letters around to create Rian. It was I-Y-A-N. Yes, correct. Because right. it was pronounced Ion, but Ion. I never went by that because, you know, typical Australians be like, Ion. And I was like, no. Ian. Yeah, yeah, Ian, Ion. And I was like, no, none of that. Whereas I was always Ion to my family mm. and to like my extended family that just called me Yan. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I'm not even going to bother with this. But yeah, so I just shuffled some letters around right. and I became Rian. We've actually known each other for really possibly long time. like over a decade. Yeah, a really long really? time. Yeah, like I knew yeah, yeah. Rian when Rian was Ian. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, free. yeah, because we, yeah. Um, we used to assist uh, someone together um, uh, in the fashion industry. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Because even Aisha's only six years old. <laughs> Oh my god! You just went. You just went from a, like one of those huge fat chilies to like a bird's eye like this. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, yeah, like we've known f- each other for a while. We've known each other <laughs> yeah. for a very long time. Yeah. And then we, and then I think we then got to know each other again once you were doing drag. Yes. Yeah. And then yeah. it kind of just became. It kept moving on where I was like, I just want to love you. Oh my. <laughs> 
I didn't feel the same way. Yeah, no. It wasn't love at first. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. No, it was not love at first sight. But I love you now. I love you. And that's all that matters now. People always get concerned that we are so, like, we are so fierce to each other. Oh, yeah. Because we are. Like, we are so cunty to each other. I actually read that cunty was one of your, like, subtitle, like, your... Not your title, but it was kind of like part of your brand. Was like, I oh, am cunty. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, okay. self-professed. I actually think that's the top of the brand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, cunty first and comma, foremost, Aisha. like cunty. Cunt, yeah. Like I am like one of the cuntiest people on a microphone. One because, well, it's funny. Um, <laughs> and I'm um, here to make yeah, yeah. people. And it also yeah, breaks yeah. down and barriers. Yeah. It does. And two, because most of the time when I am being cunty, it's because people deserve it. <laughs> It's not, it's not just honesty. It is a general observation. It's also a gift. Oh yeah, you know, yes. honesty. I get so scared sometimes. No. I know. I'm like, oh my God. No, 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 no. Okay. Because well, when I started drag, my drag essence came from people like Bianca Del Rio. Yeah. Joan Rivers, that yeah. kind of vibe. It was always reading people. Mm-hmm. And I was just giving back what people would do to me when I started drag. Because when I first started drag, I was like, Fashion, it's all fashion. So it was like Jessica, black. Jessica this, like, Jessica yeah, that. Yeah, but it was all just very like, it was like real girl fashion. Yeah. It was never like drag, drag. Yeah, and people were like, okay. you're never going to be successful if you don't, you know, do the sequins, the big hair, all of that sort of stuff. And I was like, well, I'm going to prove you wrong. And look at me now. <laughs> okay. So that's really interesting in itself that you've come from Ian yeah. or Ian or mm-hmm. Jan yeah. to Rian mm-hmm. to Aisha. Yeah. And now surgery. Yeah. So there's so many levels. So many levels. Start well, from well, the I first like, level. I feel like that's just kind of, uh, it's, a repre- it's a real representation of sexual identity. Yeah. Yeah. Not only sexual identity as well, but gender identity yeah, too, yeah, yeah. because I've had to go through so many processes of, you know, growing up and having to present as a cis straight man. I'm going to interrupt you just for one second because you just done something there that was really interesting because I said it as sexual identity and it is gender identity. I need you to explain to our audience the difference. Oh, because the I, difference. I just fucked that up. Oh, no, yeah. that, that's okay. It's not the first time cunts fuck things up. So gender identity is about what was essentially it is the way that you identify in your gender. Yeah. Makes sense. And then sexual identity is same Mm -hmm. goes. It's how you identify with your sexuality. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, gay, lesbian, all of that. And the thing is people kind of join them them all together or group them Mm -hmm. together because it is part of the queer spectrum. I've literally just done that. Yeah. Yeah. But the reality is it is very different Mm -hmm. because as confusing as this can be for the people at home, I identify as a trans woman who also straight. is straight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you first said that at the very yeah, beginning, yeah. I was like, that's going to be a really interesting distinction for people who yeah. don't yet feel familiar enough with the language yeah. to mm. be respectful to your choices because they're not mm. quite sure. No. And to the, like the easiest way to explain it, right, is that I identify as a trans woman. But in some instances or a lot of instances, really, I don't feel like I owe that to people to say that I'm a trans woman Mm. the reality is I identify as a woman period point blank yes and so I am a woman and so if you go oh well she's gay well I'm like hang on let's rewind that because gay means that it's usually same men well yeah same sex but gay men identify oh you know sexually identifying with other gay men wanting to hook up with them and versa and same with lesbians and what have you so it's like no I'm a woman who likes a man and therefore or likes men therefore I am straight straight. Mm. 
So yeah. did you come out when you first came out? Because I was reading an interview that you did where mm-hmm. Aisha starting six years ago actually then helped you with your Rian identity. Yeah. Did you first come out as a gay man and then come out as a trans woman and then realise that that made you straight or like what order did these layers of identity happen for you? We're going to get so juicy right now. I, let me, I want let me, to. Let me tell you. Well, I first came out as a, so yeah, I was presenting for as a cis straight man mm-hmm. for a while and there's a lot of people in my life that will be like, oh, my God, we were completely shocked when you came out gay. And then there are some people in my life that were like, that was no surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then so I identified as a cis gay man for about five-ish years. And then I started learning about transitioning and finding all this information. And there was a part of me at the time that was still quite ashamed of who this person was on the inside and I didn't know how to navigate it and because of this success of Asia coming through I was like okay I don't want to step on that either I've just quit my whole life I've quit styling to become this like fabulous drag queen who's so fortunate to travel around Australia and do all these shows so I was like if I come out as a trans woman will it jeopardize my success as Asia Buffet mm-hmm. and so I kind of sat on it for a little bit And then I eventually came out trans. I did it, you know, in the most old school way ever. I did it on Instagram. (laughs) And then. Wow. Yeah, I know. Shocking. Did it on Instagram. And then. But the straight thing. (laughs) So mama, (laughs) you know, when she was in her early, early 20s, she liked to party a little bit. So that's about 30 years ago. You know. 30 years ago, mm. we were talking about me, not your story. <laughs> and so, <clears throat> and so, you she know, quit. yeah, she quit. yeah. So when, you know, when she was in her early twenties and we were doing Greyhound fantasies, <laughs> you know, you'd go from the Greyhound in St. Kilda and you'd walk your way down to Chapel Street, end up in Revolver. And then, you know, it's like 3am and someone's tapping you on the shoulder and they're liking your ass. <laughs> and you're like, oh, you're a footballer from Richmond. Oh, cute. <gasps> Is that a real story? And then, yeah. And then. <laughs> And then, oh, and then you wanna you wanna plug my booty hole. So let me tell you, the straight thing I always knew, love, always knew, yep. always straight men, because as you have, I'm sure, have seen or experienced in our community, gay men and sex, a whole nother thing as well, mm. and the idea of no fats, no femmes, no Asians, for a long time, and still in some cases for some, you know hideous people mm. still exists <laughs> wait what is no fats no femmes no, no fats asians? no femmes no asians not into those things not into that's those a things rule? that's a some, thing yeah some people are really upfront about it yeah yeah so of course as being all of those beautiful assholes beautiful things having sex with gay men was just like not a thing for me ever right yeah so even like my ex who i was with for a really long time was the like straightest acting mask gay man you'd ever meet didn't have any gay friends we didn't have together we didn't have many gay friends at all we just had lots of girlfriends and then we just had like friends from high school and blah blah blah. yeah so the straight thing was nothing new to me to be honest as in straight men yeah just dating straight men in general but i also it also means that i did spend a lot of my dating life having to be a secret oh Oh my god yeah for other men yeah 
Yeah, yeah. And the How sad did- thing was I just accepted it because I knew that I didn't identify as being a gay man. Right. And so I was like, well, I don't want to say I'm trans because I'm not sure if I am. Yeah, yeah. And so I wasn't sure how to navigate that. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to be satisfied with the fact that I'm getting the emotional and physical connections that I want from people without, you know, it being publicized to the world. Oh I also gosh. did try to keep Rianne very private from Asia Buffet yeah. because when you are Asia Buffet, as I'm sure the both of you experience when you're in front of cameras, when you're, you know, in front of people and doing talks and blah, blah, people take everything from you. Yeah, yeah. Even without realising you give so much of yourself to everyone because we love what we do and we're also very good at what we do mm-hmm. and we're so hardworking and professional that we want to give our best and in turn when we're done with the gig, we're so depleted. Mm-hmm. So the last thing you want to do is have to like still be, be that all person. that person. Yeah. So did, did, the, did the dating of the straight men or sleeping with the straight men affect you mentally? No, not really, okay. to be honest, because there was a mutual understanding there. I knew that I was never going to meet their parents or anything like that. But also at the time, For a really long time, I was never looking for anything serious. Of course. Because I was so career-oriented and Mm. focusing on making Aisha Buffet the most successful person that she could be on stage or just in in any kind of area that I just was like, work, work, work. And if you need a cuddle from someone, then you can go here. If If you need to have sex, they're over there. If you need to, like, go on a date and have a nice dinner, that person's over there. Previous to my current partner now, who I've been with, we're now in our third year. Yep. I was in like poly relationships with four different guys and we were in poly relationship for like two years. So I was like dating one guy who was actually single. One guy was married and his wife had a girlfriend. Another guy had a girlfriend and she had a sugar daddy. And then I was dating another single guy as well. So it was kind of like a lot going on. And I was kind of, yeah, I was kind of used to it. That was probably the first time where I wasn't anyone's secret because one, I was so comfortable and confident in who I was that I was like, I'm a trans woman, just so y'all know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, that's cool. We're so open to We're that, open, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So it was no like secret for them. So when did you realise that you were a trans woman? I realised after it was 2000 and 2016 and I had just done a, like a second tour of Australia mm. as Asia Buffet and it was uh, that that tour kind of allowed me to meet or open my eyes or be more aware of trans women in Mm -hmm. queer spaces. Mm -hmm. When I first toured around Australia, it was like, okay, hustle, 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 make sure you make a name for yourself. And so I was only really paying attention to like lots of the gay boys and lots of the like the cis het girls that love drag, you Mm -hmm. know, the hens party gal. Mm. They were like my, they were. (laughs) Yeah. I hate them as well. <laughs> no, I don't hate. Hate is a strong word. I don't hate. Hate is a strong word. I despise. No, no, no. They're lovely. But, you know, they were like my clientele because they were the ones that were making the most noise. Mm-hmm. They were the girls that were buying you drinks and blah, blah, blah. And so doing the like, most. Yeah, yeah. They were doing the most. Always the most. Always, always doing the, the most. most. Not as much as you, but yeah, all, yeah, always but the most. always doing the most. So mm. I was focusing on them. But the second time around, I was like, hang on, there's so much 
beautiful diversity in the queer community. Mm. So let me kind of reach out to those people that aren't, that are kind of like sitting in the back, mm. that are kind of like hiding away and let me hear their stories and mm. stuff like that. And because I was touring with, so the first tour I did was because I won Drag Nation. Mm -hmm. The second tour, yeah. Congratulations. And then the second year I toured with the winner. So I got to host the winner. Yeah. And we toured together, which was so much fun because it was so much nicer doing it with someone else because the first year I had to tour by myself. Oh, so it was really weird yeah. like going to places like Port Macquarie and Coffs Harbour <laughs> with like my bag and my wigs being like, where the fuck am I? <laughs> what is going on Yeah, now? yeah, Whereas now we were doing it together going, why the fuck are we here? <laughs> but we're together. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. um, but that would be so fun. It was a lot of that. <laughs> Yeah, my booty hole was definitely open. <laughs> open for um, business. Yeah, yeah, literally everywhere I walked, every time I got on a plane, it was like. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Not like yours. Like yours is like. Untrue. 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 I'm just going to leave at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so got to kind of talk to a lot more people. I got to really enjoy myself the second tour around and yet yeah, met some really beautiful trans women around mm. the country. And I was like, these are the OG showgirls. And I got to hear their story. And that's when I was able to go, hang on a second. That's what I am. That's who I am. Right. I was like, that's me. And so that was 20, like end of 2016 yep. that that happened or 20, yeah. 2016 or 2017 start of 2017 and I was like all right fuck it I'm just gonna like I'm just gonna do this and I kept it to myself for a really long time and some close friends of mine who I did tell there was like three of them and one was like part of the drag scene one was another drag queen and then one was just like a really good friend of mine and I was like oh. they would joke with me being like you're so gonna be trans you're so gonna like finally come out trans and I was like no 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 I was <laughs> actually like, I, I, but I do have that person inside me and they're like yeah she's Denise and so we called her Denise Denise. So every time I do something, Denise. yeah, they'd be like, "Oh, that's such a thing that Denise would do." Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. Because I knew yeah, it wasn't yeah. gonna be Denise. It's no, no, like no, Denise. It's your yeah. full name. Yeah, Asia Denise Buffet. It's gotta be your middle name. So yeah, I used to be Denise, and then, oh God, and then I just remember one of my good friends who, one of them I was mentioning, they ended up having to move back to Edinburgh. Okay. Because they were here on a visa, which was really sad. But just before they left, I was like. Just letting you know, I know y'all are leaving next week. Just letting you know, I'm leaving as well. And they're like, where are you going? I was like, I'm going to Hobart to start my transition. <gasps> and they're like, we knew it. Denise. They're like, oh my God, you're what? actually going to be full-time Denise. Can I ask you why yeah. it had to be Hobart? <laughs> well, what's the process there? Oh, let me tell you. Okay, and also it started in 2016. And yeah, still well, 2017, 2017, 2017, 2017. Yeah. I started, I left... I left here 2017 in like October, November. Yep. Yeah. So 2017. I remember when I made this decision for myself, I because I didn't want to tell anyone about it and I really wanted to hold my cards quite close to my chest. Mm. It was all online stuff. I had to figure navigate all of that. And a lot of the information was from like Reddits, from online blogs. Right. And a lot of it was like YouTube, but it was all American stories. And I was like, well, this isn't going to help here. And then I finally found one, the trans health website for here, uh, for Monash. And I was like, okay, so there's a clinic in Melbourne. Great. I was like, I can just call them and they'll have all the answers for me. And I called them and this was in August and she goes, 
she goes, oh, um, yep, yeah, no worries. We are taking new clients. We're taking new um, clients, but our next available appointment is in April. That's I was like, this is time. August. Uh, oh. I was like, this is August. That's and you're telling me my next, the yeah, next like, available appointment is April. I was like, so you're telling me I have to sit around and wait for y'all to be ready for me to come through and then go, okay, cool. This is how this works. And then do the long, lengthy process of that as well. Because through a few friends, I realized that in order to get onto HRT, which I knew I was going to do, was that or my friends at home, HRT, hormonal replacement therapy, there are steps that you have to do. So you have to have like an actual GP who will sign you up, who will send you to a specialist, who will then do all your blood work for you, who will then send you to a psych where you have to do at least a minimum of like two psych evaluations to ensure that your mind is in the right place to do all of this Mm -hmm. to then get your hormones. And I was like, fuck me, that's ages away. Someone was like, no, you should call it a clinic in Hobart. And I was like, surely not. Surely not, Tazzy. Call the Hobart clinic. And this was, I remember it was a Tuesday and she goes, I can see you on Thursday or I can see you next Monday. And I was like, shut the fuck up. That's so, so, wow. it was, so it was it was kind of like out of necessity. Like you, yeah, you, out of necessity, you, you, you really, 100%. You wanted to do it and yeah. that was where the availabilities were. Yeah. And I just wanted to I just wanted to start it. I was so certain of what I wanted to do at that point in my life that I was like, why sit around and wait? Why didn't I just do it? Yeah. And so I was like, look, I've been doing Asia Buffet now for two years. Oh, like, you know, three years or whatever. And I was like, I think I deserve to look after myself for a little bit Mm. and just take a break. And I was a bit scared because I'd worked so hard on being Asia Buffet that I was like, okay, if I start my transition, I'm probably not going to do drag anymore. Yeah, like who's Rian and who's Asia. But I got really lucky when I got to Hobart. I didn't tell anyone I was going there to transition. I literally was just saying, I'm so tired. I just need a breather. And then, of course, that didn't happen because the one venue in Hobart was like, oh, Asia Buffet's living oh, here now. No. Like, do you want to host every week? And I was like, well, shit, I need money, bitch. Yeah. And I so got to pay like, for my yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, I was going to pay for my thing. So, I didn't realise that, yes, because you were, it wasn't a short stint that you did in Hobart. No, you, it was like. You were, you were like living on a farm. Okay, I wasn't living on a farm. You were. I just spent some time on the farm with Harry. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. So that footage of me on the farm was just with Harry. <laughs> okay, so Piecing all the pieces yeah, together. Yeah. yeah, there's definitely footage of me like with a chicken going, this is cute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that you're so open with this though because obviously in your own sort of journey, seeing other trans women helped you find the missing piece yeah. and I feel like now for you for people listening hopefully if there's anyone else out there who doesn't yeah. know what their journey is and then can hear you explaining people don't even know what it takes to transition I no. didn't even know what, oh what comes gosh. first and yeah like I said once I got to Hobart I was like that was the easy part yeah. then it was you know getting an appointment with the specialist and that was fine but then having to do all the blood work and then organizing appointments with the psych as well and you have to do two like psychoanalysis on whether you're mentally prepared and I remember at the time a like a friend of mine who was living in Tassie who was wanting to start their transition as well, sadly got knocked back on their second psych appointment because they were, the doctor didn't believe that they were ready. Now, let me put this out there to my friends at home. Being trans is not an illness, period, mm-hmm. point blank. Yes. I understand the need for doing, you know, the psychoanalysis and that sort of stuff because transitioning 
especially with HRT, really fucks with you. Mm. You know, pumping your body with hormones. Like, so I take estrogen, but I also take testosterone blocker as well. So it's like stopping my testosterone, pumping my body with estrogen. And so my body is changing, my body hurts. I mentally like here, there, everywhere. And I remember when my doctor first explained it to me, she was like, you won't understand this until down the track. But she's like, being on HRT is like being on your period every day. Oh. And I was like, I don't know what that means. And then I do. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's I was a, like, yeah. Lot. And then like after the first few weeks, I was like, why am I crying? And every why, day. And I was like, why did like someone brush apart me? And like, it felt like they had knives, like just going across my nipples. And I was like, why are they so big? And I was like, why am I swelling up? And I was like, <laughs> what is this? Like, right. why? And I just couldn't grasp this idea of what was happening to my body. But I had to constantly remind myself that this was for the betterment for me. And I knew that this was, you know, it was going to all come together at some point. Mm. And now I'm fucking stunning. I think you were always stunning. I was always, I was always, You're a new I was kind always of stunning. stunning. Yeah, new I was kind always stunning, stunning, but now I'm like. You did go through that weird period. <gasps> Again, my story, not yours. So let's not talk about that. <laughs> How long did you have to be an inpatient or like near the clinic? Oh, okay. So I was, so essentially I only really needed to be there for like three, six months. Oh. But I kind of wanted to really make sure that I, when I left Tassie, I was really comfortable with knowing how to do things myself in terms mm-hmm. of like making sure my dosage of hormones was right. And that, I mean, Tassie was only an hour flight away. So yeah. if I really felt I needed to go see the physician, mm. I was fine. But I left Tassie on my own accord because I kind of just, I remember, I think the first time I went on a, like a date in Tassie and like I, I told the guy that I was trans and he was like, yeah, that's cool. He was like, I've never dated a trans person. He was like, but he's like, you're really cool to chat to and you're actually really beautiful. And this is, he was like, it's fine, whatever. And I was like, okay, now it's time for me to leave. Oh. Cause I was like, I love Tassie, but I was like, the man's is in Tasmania. It's not that great. Oh. And I just wanted to, you know, live my full fantasy. And so when I got back, oh my God, this is so bad. When I got back, I took like the spirit of Tasmania over mm-hmm. as I had to with my car. And I remember like in sitting in the car, I hadn't told anyone I was coming back except for one of my friends. And I was like, guess what? Where, guess where I am? And they're like, where are you? And I was like, I'm in my car. I'm on the spirit of Tasmania. I'm about to like get off the boat. I'm back in Melbourne. And they were like, oh my God, we need to go out tonight. And I was like, fuck yes. And so I like snatched my hair. I made sure I put on like the hottest fucking dress I could find. It was like the tightest thing I had in my wardrobe. Heels out, everything. And then I ended up hooking up with this guy at Poofdorf of all places. And then... Um, now that you were then straight, yeah, yeah. you went to Poofdorf so as your my, first yeah, destination. I was living my best life and he was... <laughs> he is a PT that is quite familiar with this area and also lives around here. Mm. And we like- He's the meme with all the equations. (laughs) Also has their own gym. And so we like hooked up, uh, he was like hooking up with some other girl. Yeah. And then he like said something, I think he like spilled a bit of his drink on me and I was like, fuck off. And he was like, oh, sorry. He was like, I'll get you another drink. And I was like, okay, fine, no worries. And then we ended up like chatting and then we ended up like hooking up and then we left Poofdorf 
And then we were like, as like he was living behind Revs at the time. So like from Poofdoof to Revs, we were like, <laughs> we'd like stop on a few corners here and there and we were like hooking up yep. and whatever. And then we finally got to his place and I panicked because I'd not told him I was trans. Right. And it was like the first time <sighs> I was like. This is a big question I had, yeah. Okay, I feel like, oh my gosh. What what, like, what do I say? I'm already kind of like here. <laughs> We're naked already. Oh, yeah, my yeah. God. Well, we're not naked, but I was like, <laughs> fuck, I'm naked. like in his room. I was like, what do I do? And I was like, so me, I was like, just letting you know, I like don't fuck guys like for the first, like if oh I just God. met them. I don't I was take like, my pants yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. I was like, but I'm happy to suck your dick. And so, yeah, literally. Massive. <laughs> <laughs> literally. And so, so me fully clothed Fucking in my slave. dress and heels. And I was like, oh, but like, I'll lay on the bed and you can fuck my throat. <laughs> so I got completely naked and I was just like, my head was off my head. But, but you're still like, in all your dresses. Yeah. And like, I was still in my full dress, Whoa. like heels on the bed and everything. Yep. That's and, then, and then I was like, okay, that's fun. And he was like, I'm going to go get water. And so he went to get water and I literally. Did you jump? Did you jump? No, no, no. You I literally just left. I literally oh just my left. God, you did not. I just literally, I just oh. left. And then I remember like, because he, I knew he was behind revs. So I just went into revs afterward. Oh. And I was like, oh my God, what have I just done? I was like, oh my God, I'm such a slut. And I was like, yes. <laughs> this is my slut era. I was like, this is my slut era. Oh my god! And it was, it was my slut era for sure. Did you end up ever seeing him again? Just like on the street, but I never like. And then I remember like seeing him like a few weeks later, and he like did the whole like. Did he figure it out in between? No, I don't think so. Because we never exchanged names. Oh. And the only reason I found out about who he was was because one of my friends went to one of his classes when he was teaching <gasps> at another gym. And I was like, I saw him in the story on Instagram and I was like, <gasps> and then I kind of like, you know, stalker. And just four like, guys that I'm thinking about right I now. Know, I like, know, I'm like, it's a very short, it short list. <laughs> yeah, it is. There's not, yeah, there's <laughs> Anyway, yeah. So then did you have to change your passport, your Medicare? Like what order did that stuff happen in? Oh, my god! Because I imagine that's a that lot. That is a lot. Yeah. That is a lot. Having to change all your documents. I mean, it's the same process as anyone that gets married. Which you is, know, yeah. You know, oh, you know the fucked. birth deaths, all of that sort yeah. of stuff. So it's is same, it the same? It's literally the same process. The only thing is if you are pre-surgery, which is not a thing anymore because I was back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Like it was pre-op and post-op. Yeah, yeah, correct. Whereas now you don't have to do that. You're welcome, children. But like pre- I love that you just keep, <laughs> yeah. keep yeah. pointing down the barrel. I fought for this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You will be grateful. Yeah, I'm yeah. stealing that from now on. 100. I'm going to talk to camera. Oh, where am I pointing? I'm just. It's just this one. Oh, okay. You children. <laughs> you. I'm like, yes, you children. And so the process of that at the time was, you know, I had to get like a letter from my doctor to state that I am trans and I've been on my hormones for X amount of years and blah, blah, blah. So it's just getting proof of that. Not fun at all. No. It's like such an awkward yeah. situation. Yeah, it's such a, yeah, yeah, it's such and an awkward. to make awkward. it so like, so. Like clinical. Yes. Kind of. Yeah, 100%. And that's the thing I always say, especially when I have young trans people approach me about how to go about, you know, talking about, yourself in situations like that I always say you don't owe 
anyone anything. You don't owe sure. it to people to tell them that you're trans. Sure. The reality is you identify as you and it has to be about you. Being mm-hmm. trans is the most selfless thing you can do because it is all a selfless and selfish thing you can do because it has to truly be about yourself and uh-huh. no one else. If you're transitioning for your parents or you're transitioning because you like someone or whatever, then you need to eliminate that straight away. Yeah. Being trans is purely about me. And so, yeah, sure, it is a little hard sometimes to have to block out what everyone else is saying about you or your community, but the reality is I just have to do it. Yeah. Otherwise, it's like this or death. Mm. And neither of the, like the other options, just not fun. No. You know, and I was talking about this with some friends the other day, especially with what's going on right now. It's really hard to not be a statistic as a trans person mm. because there are so many awful stats out there. And what it, I've wanted to do for so long is. I just want to show the world that I am, yes, a statistic as part of the trans community, but I'm on the other side. I'm part of that statistic of trans people that don't just survive. We thrive. We're We're doing so well. And it's not just a sad stop story. Mm. Yes, I have pain in my life, but we've all had pain. And the difference is being able to turn that pain Mm. and turning into something positive and let it flourish for the future generation of trans kids. We are seeing a lot of negativity in the world right now for not only trans people, but people of the LGBTQIA plus community mm-hmm. and also drag queens. Like there are currently just law after law after law outlawing each and every one of those things. Yeah. America, get your shit together. Grow up. Yeah. You need to be in the bin. You need get healing. Get in the bin. Get in the bin. And we are talking about this just before I was mentioning to you that I found out this morning that in the state of Iowa, they're forcing children, trans children to detransition. So they're no longer providing trans healthcare for these kids and providing them with HRT or just any kind of trans healthcare period. Mm. And so they're forcing these kids to get off their meds and go back to whoever it was they were before their transition. That to me is like, Super it's, traumatic. So, it's so traumatic because And, of course, typical, again, you have all these people that are fighting and screaming, saying, look after the kids, protect the children. But what that's saying is protect some children, not all children. And it's saying to these kids that these kids are important, but you're not important because you're a bit weird and there's Mm. something wrong with you. And we know that that's not the case because queer people can flourish. Mm -hmm. Queer people can be successful. Queer people literally are no harm to anyone else because all we are constantly doing is having to protect ourselves, ourselves, our soul, our heart, our minds, because it's constant like media society that are telling us there is something wrong with us Mm. and Mm. that's not the case at all i try not to be a keyboard warrior to some of these posts online because let me tell you there's no point sometimes you can't fight it because it's literally like you can write whatever you're thinking whatever you're going through and someone it's just it just falls on their fears yeah a hundred percent i feel like you lead by being who you are proudly yeah rather than like trying to fight the fight person to person you just do this whole I'm going to lean into the community that does love me that Mm -hmm. that is kind of following in my footsteps or that you know is being inspired by what I'm doing because you're right like arguing with one person is not going to change no and that's why like there's a running joke between like myself and a lot of like of the other drag queens in the community and they're like bitch you like you're such a sellout they're like you're on every campaign you are doing <laughs> the most you're booking all these corporate shit what the hell and i say jealousy babe that's <laughs> tall poppy but also my for me the 
big reason behind doing that is because I'm taking up space. Visibility. That, for, yeah, for it's your, visibility yeah. and taking up space that was t- that I was told I couldn't take up. Mm-hmm. It was constantly being told this is for, you know, the white drag queens, mm-hmm. this is for the cis gay men and all of that. I'm like, absolutely fucking not. I am a powerful trans woman who also happens to be really entertaining and a fierce drag queen. And, and yes, I belong in this space. Whether you like it or not, I'm going to take up this space if they want me i'm gonna go in there and do it you because with heaps of big brands yeah i mean this one definitely like kicked it off for me like having got me a part of the lulu lemon campaign Last i mean year. and yeah yeah and <gasps> that, that was pretty so amazing beautiful. yeah being able to and the thing is like it's so powerful as well. I mean, aside from, you know, the trans narrative and, mm. you know, young trans people seeing, you know, trans people succeed and all of that. It's all, this is really powerful as well. Yeah. Being able to share a POC voice. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's growing up. How many times did we ever see Asian people? Never. On TV, Never. like doing the most and being fabulous, but also educated and spreading like a word of love. And you never saw it. So Which, seeing this is amazing I as well. The first time that I really saw someone of influence that was a person of color on Australian TV was not until my late teens, and it was Poe. Like that was the yeah. only person that I can actually remember. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, who was mine? Khan. <laughs> you bitch! No, you bitch! No, I was like, like, that I was like, wait, no, I wasn't born in the sixties. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> when did I become the old one? <laughs> you are the boomer. I am the boomer. Yeah. I am the boomer. Yeah, but we don't look at. You no, know, because none of us. How do I look at? You don't at all, You don't at all. You look amazing. I'm at least. Oh. I now look like thirty-five, not forty-two. <laughs> Can I quickly ask, <laughs> Yeah, I know that you are in the process uh, and your reassignment surgery has been mm. delayed recently, yeah. mm-hmm. but I also find it really interesting that you started the transition process like six years so ago. many years ago. Yeah. What was the delay for you? Was it choice? Was it circumstances? Was, was it funding? Was it COVID? COVID and funding. Funding is the yeah. big one. Okay. And finding funding and finding a surgeon. Right. Is a right. big one. Because the surgeon that was in Australia one. Did one. Well, I think there's two now. Two but in the country was, that but there do was this one surgery? that was really well known. Right. I don't know if there's any more to be honest because it's been a long time since I've investigated surgeons yeah. in yeah. Australia. But when I was first researching, there was two. Obviously, it's all under private health as well, okay. so it's all fun. You have to fund the whole surgery yourself, and um, so you're looking at elective. Mm, yes. Yeah. 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 Because okay. it's because it's technically a plastic surgery. Apparently, right. It's not. You know. It's not life changing for trans people to. You know. But it is anyway. life changing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's interesting. And so, when I was looking at the surgeons, they both did the same surgery, which was the surgery I didn't want, which was an inversion. Right. So it's oh, where. Can you explain <clears throat> this? Yeah, the technique. Yeah. So the technique, f- the one that they do in Australia, is they essentially get your. They use your foreskin and they just turn it inside out. Right. So that becomes like the internal cavity yeah. for the vagina, and then they just use like scrotal skin to create the labia, and they still keep like the knob 
and that becomes your clitoris. Right. Okay. So it's still so they like so it's essentially using nerve endings. Yeah, yeah. That you used so they to like have, pull yeah. it in and then they yep. turn the foreskin inside out. Okay. Now that's all good and fine. Uh, it's thirty thousand ish dollars here mm-hmm. in Australia to get that done. And then on top of that, the, because it is a private surgery, the wait list for it was extensive. Right. Really sad story. One of the really well-known surgeons, uh, a girlfriend of mine was on the wait list to have their surgery done by this surgeon. And then last year they chose to retire. And so, <gasps> yeah, and they were on the wait list for a year and a half. Right. And then, yeah, so uh, they're only doing surgeries now until the end of the year. And unfortunately, one of my girlfriends did not make it to the list to get their surgery done this year. So now they start again. start again from scratch and find right. someone else. So that's one of the surgeries that's available. But then yeah. I was doing some research. And she's I found, internet yeah, queen. yeah, she's an internet queen. And I was like, tut, 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 tut. and because the feedback from inversion surgery is that, you know, it's not necessarily the best because it only is as long as the foreskin mm. allowed it. So if you don't have a lot of foreskin or whatever, literally that's how, and I was like, I was like, no, that's, there's not a lot of depth there. I want depth. I yep. need depth. <laughs> The eye contact. Yeah. yeah, I need the depth. I need the depth, children. And so I found this surgery. Now, there is a really technical term for it. It's like peritoneal something, something, okay. blah, blah. Anyway, get into my DMs if you want it. That's the but between skin. It is. So, yes, that. And they use, so it's the in-between skin, but also they use a portion of your large intestine. Right. Whoa. So, okay. guys, between skin as in between yes. the penis and the asshole. Yes. So, so your gooch. Your gooch. Yeah. Your gooch, your gooch. which is technically your perisome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they... Your gooch. Well, yeah, your gooch. <laughs> your gooch. Your gooch, honey. Your gooch. Yeah, so they use that and a part of your large intestine. Now oh get this. God. Because it's coming from the inside, it is self-lubricating oh. and can wow. be as long and can get stretched out. Right. And I was like, self-lubricating can get stretched out. Yummy. And I was like, that's what I want. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. modern I medicine. I was, yeah, modern medicine. Yeah, I was like, I want, and this is, of course, the Ferrari of vaginas. Yeah. Okay, but that's not we available. Want the that's not available that is in not available in Australia. Right. Not available in Australia. So where do you have to go? Available in many places in Asia and available in San Francisco as well. Okay. And available in, I think, in Germany. Cost? Same. <laughs> Way more expensive. <laughs> Yeah. So we're looking. Is that so, what it sounds like? Were you doing this? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. What I'm hoping it sounds like is like this. <laughs> this is way too I much I thought you were going to pop right at the end as well. Just... Oh, no, no pop. I just wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> so I, my gorgeous, gorgeous friends last year or the year before convinced me to start a GoFundMe because mm. when I finally added up all the costs, I was like, oh, shit like I'm looking at about like close to fifty thousand dollars for this wow. surgery mm. and that's including some time off to kind of like heal really, the body yeah, yeah. Drastic surgery. yeah yeah it's drastic is this surgery. with flights in a com as well though no that is not flights right. in a com this is literally like recovery time like a few weeks recovery time and the actual like the surgery. actual surgery itself and the thing is the recovery period in the hospital is not long at all they force you to get up after like a few days and they're making you walk and then you're usually out of the hospital after two weeks. Right. So it's like 
But then the actual internal healing is a different process. So they send you home with a dilator kit and then every day, twice a day you for half an hour, you have to put the dilator Ooh. in and stretch oh, it wow. to make sure that she doesn't close up. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, um, so it is, it's really, it's really expensive mm. and it's a big process to put your body through and yeah, that's the only reason that really set me back because, shit, if I had $50,000 just, like, sitting in my pocket you casually would. and, you know, I didn't have to worry about, you know, how I was going to survive post-surgery with finances, then I would have done it. Right. But it is expensive. And, you know, being a full, uh, like, working as Asia Buffet full-time, I'd love to say that I was making, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars weekly, but that's just not the case at all. Mm. And that's fine. I live, I'm not saying that I live a poorish life. I live a really comfortable life. Yeah, yeah. But having to save up for surgery on top of that is a, it's quite hard. But I'm in the process slowly but surely, and it's going to happen soon. I can <gasps> smell it. I'm not really telling anyone where it. I can <laughs> smell it i can smell the skin burning <laughs> so as a, a straight trans woman yeah and as a drag queen mm. is that what you want to do career-wise like is it is it just more media do you want to do more performing like what, what do you want oh the performing thing is very kind that everyone says that i'm an, a great performer and that's really lovely but there are kids that are doing splits they're jumping off the roof and doing you know but all of that good stuff are they doing up Dressed as up. No, that's not. That's right. They're not doing up dressed as Russell. Yeah, oh, wow. yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> when did you do that? It's oh, it's, bit, it's, it's iconic. It's with heaven. the balloons and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Stop yeah, it. yeah. Backpack it is yeah yeah it's really cute yeah and the sash yeah and rather than oh boots God. i did like a brown heel with like the cute little socks with the lace and yeah it was everything but not everyone yeah no that's right not everyone is doing what i'm doing and that's great but i think like post-surgery what i'd love to do is to be able to do a lot more speaking opportunities i do great speaking opportunities now i have done some i've done some talks in some weird corporate spaces some i'm like holy shit why am i here you and are I'm not like, ready for me and i'm literally like just remember all the money that you're about to get from this but, but also it's it's really good that you are do you get the opportunity to have those chats in these corporate yes. spaces because it's a learning experience because i feel as though a lot of people get scared about having these conversations mm -hmm. or asking the questions whereas yeah. when you're there and you're speaking to them they might feel more comfortable like just then like i made a mistake at the beginning of this mm -hmm. like a podcast but it's like but i felt comfortable enough to be like hey correct me yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. teach me how to and, yeah. that, and that's the thing as well i think having to do the work as trans people can be really exhausting it's of the same as like having to explain being gay to people can be exhausting as mm -hmm. well or just you know having to explain anything to anyone can yeah. be exhausting period and the thing is there are some instances where people just assume that trans people are capable and willing to do the teaching and that's not the case at all mm -hmm. nor should they have to no. but there are people out there like myself who are willing to do the work because we've experienced all the hardships that you know or most of the hardships that trans people experience in their day-to-day -day life so we can speak from experience mm. so it does help because i do have a thicker skin so there are, have been moments where i have spoken at events and people do ask hard questions mm -hmm. uh, but i'm grateful that i have asia buffet in me always because i can always turn that situation into a light-hearted situation because for me using asia buffet as an entertainment facade I can be funny and personable mm. and all of that. And as soon as they feel warm and comfortable around Asia Buffet, then I get to have a moment of humanity yep. and really show them who I am on the inside and go, 
just, you know, letting you know, because a lot of the time they will hire Asia Buffet and I'll come in and I'll do my thing and do the most. And then when they're all comfy, they'll, you know, start asking some icky questions and they'll be like, oh, you know, so, so it's just like gay guys that do drag. And I'm like, I'll oh, just letting you know I'm a woman and I do drag. And they're like, what? And they're like, how does that work? And I'm like, well, I'm trans woman. And they're like, you know, you can see them thinking, yes. going crazy. The cogs are moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The cogs are moving. And I'm like, no, let me just, I'm like, if you're willing to give me two minutes, let me just explain it really quickly to you. And if you take it in, great. And if you don't, that's fine. But at least I've kind of done my part mm. and exposed you to a world that you didn't even think existed. Yeah. To any person that's outside the creative, the art of drag can get quite lost on them sure the idea of women doing drag or you know it's such an uncommon thing mm, to mm. to the rest of society but the reality is there's so many incredible drag artists that don't necessarily perform in queer spaces mm. they are taking up space in burlesque and all of that there are like amazing like cis women out there that impersonate men so well and mm. i love it but no one ever gets to see that side because of something like RuPaul's Drag Race where mm. people are like drag queens, drag queens, drag queens. But the art of drag itself is, it varies in so many different facets mm. that it's like I wish people got to see more of it. But, you know, like I said, I'm happy to take the burden sometimes and go, well, yeah, I exist and I do drag as well, but there are also many other people that do other forms of drag too that you should see as well. Amazing. So Amazing. Yeah. I All think right. you're such an incredible spokesperson. Oh, yeah, I agree. But because you create the safest space for learning and I think one of the reasons why people get so scared is because there's new language. Yeah. There's even in your own story, there's different titles and different language mm -hmm. that you've swapped in your identity and people are so scared to do the wrong thing. But yeah, you're allowed. 100%. You don't make us feel silly for asking no, like genuinely how much is it? Genuinely how, you know, what is your title? When did you, yeah. That stuff is yeah. really valuable. No, and people are so quick in this day and age as well. I mean, can culture is huge right yeah. and when it comes to you know the queer community when someone does something wrong against any queer person we're so quick to band together mm. to protect each other mm. and it's such a beautiful thing but my thing as well is I'm like okay it's great we're all protecting each other but where is the space to learn if you yeah. cancel someone because they said the wrong thing or or, you know, did the wrong thing or whatever, I'm like, okay, fine, teach them a lesson, put yeah. them in their place, mm -hmm. but allow them to learn from it. Because if you cancel them and discourage them away from the community, then all they're going to do is take away this negative impact that they felt from our community yes. and press it forward out into society. And then no one asks the questions. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And But they have this negative view of what our community is like when the reality is our community is about love. Yes. It's all about love. There's, you know, people constantly saying we're here to hurt children. And let me tell you, like, we're not like, that's the last thing on our mind because as queer people, we have to protect ourselves first. Yes. We're not honestly, we don't have time to think about other stuff because like, especially right now with everything, with all the bad press around trans people in the media right now our community is just constantly just banding around trans people to protect them because yeah. that's what we need right now no one cares about your dog or you know a drag story time or whatever the fact that there are people out there banding with nazis yeah 
to put across this idea of like pure feminism is insane. Mm, mm, like mm. it's insane to me. I'm like, honestly, when people say that trans people are a threat to women or cis women, I say that sounds like a them problem, not a me problem. Mm. That I, for me, that sounds like they need to do some sort of healing because if they feel threatened by my existence, it makes me wonder what they went through as a person, not even just as a woman, but as a person, what they went through to feel threatened by me, mm. who is a complete stranger mm. and has had zero effect on their life whatsoever. Mm. But the fact that my existence threatens them is mind blowing. Like what have I've literally done nothing mm. to these people. And yet they feel so threatened by us because, you know, we're not part of a pure race. And then it goes down to the racism mm. and to white supremacy. And that's really where it all comes from. Yeah. This idea of like a pure society. Like, what is that? And honestly, if that's what people want, well, then go to like, I don't know. Where can you go? Like find Antarctica? An yeah, find <laughs> an island. <laughs> create one. Yeah, yeah. Find an island. Penguins are inclusive, babe. Yeah, 100%. They're inclusive. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the penguins that I was speaking to didn't want you there. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, they didn't like me, yeah. but that's different. LGBTQIA+, they're fine. You know what? <laughs> they just I didn't like me. I love Phillip Island, but I would sacrifice Phillip Island. <laughs> Send them to Phillip Island. Yeah, yeah. And I have nothing wrong with, like, I have no issues with the big four. But, like, big four, I'm sure, can have plenty of caravans. You are 100% going to get cancelled by everyone in Phillip Island. I know. Phillip Island is going to hate. I love Phillip Island. I love Phillip Island. I'm one of my best friends. Opened, like, a little queer, like, tapas bar. And they do drag there at Phillip Island. It's, like, the only place that there's, like. And the from Phillip Island. We love Phillip Island. I think it's time Sounds that we like dessert. Yeah, I think it's time we Yum. move on to dessert. So dessert is a little segment that we like to do. Okay. They're usually quick fire questions. Oh, here we um, go. they're a little bit more fun. Yeah, love, delish. So wait, more fun than what we've had just there? I know, even of, more fun. Like, had so much fun already. I know, but they, these are always like those little brain churning moments where it's like, what do I actually want there? But it's like nothing serious. Okay, like it's great. like it's okay, so don't, okay, so I won't think too hard about this yeah okay nipple no oh, no yeah okay. <laughs> rest of your life hot foods only cold foods only so room temperature counts as cold hot Ooh. food hot foods yeah so no ice cream no ice cream i'm not a sweet tooth oh i don't have a sweet tooth so, so no, no sushi ice no i can do without sushi no because you can do baked sushi don't test me. Ooh, okay. yeah. Or like seared. Yeah, yeah, you can do, yeah, yeah, see? I don't think seared sound. Yeah. It counts. Because when it's you warm. eat it, it's not, yeah, but it's not hot. That, that's yeah, it, room warm. temperature doesn't count. It's not room count. temperature, no. it's warm. I don't think sushi being seared, it I think yeah. you win because, on all food questions. <laughs> because like, it's like. I love that we're like, let's not think too hard about this. Yeah, no, let's go into the. <laughs> you can True. live on one cuisine for the rest of your life. What is it? One cuisine for the rest of my life. I'd be Filipino. Ah. Yeah. And there's not a lot of like, not many people know about Filipino cuisine, but it's just home for me. It's comfort. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, it's I can comfort. live off comfort food forever, hundred percent. Okay, yeah. sleep with one dude for the rest of your life. Who? Of all, of famous people, obviously. Not just like the famous person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I did my, a famous person. My partner, person. I love you. <laughs> oh, one famous person. Oh, um, so, uh, what's Superman's name? Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. That's mine. It's mine too. <laughs> <laughs> Henry Cavill. 
Cavill. No, he's one of mine. Yeah, Jamie Dornan is also up there. Nah, but like Henry Cavill is great. Actually, if we're going like just current events, yeah, current. I would go Harry Styles. I would sleep current with Current events. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know because I, I feel like, I feel, okay, from, okay we, we're delving deep. Um, Henry Cavill for me because um, he's he's got that whole hot nerd happening as well. Yeah, he can do like turtleneck with glasses and clean shaven, but he can also do like m- really like mask like stubble and like he and can do everything about Warhammer. oh my god i'm actually a whore all i pictured was just like my legs up in the air and like, <laughs> and literally him just like pounding the fuck out of me nice. being like i can't feel I my love legs that. khan was yeah. like intelligence no 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 i wasn't cleverness, cleverness, I shit, I wisdom get technology i ain't get shit about that <laughs> do you get, oh, hell yeah. nah is this, is this <laughs> am i, I like, want to be broken <laughs> uh, uh, we're gonna stop there we're no, not we're not. Gonna, no, no, no. Let's, talk, let's talk about being broken. Well, no, you haven't been broken yet no, because we're you, not doing you haven't it. you no. haven't tested her. Um, next question: <laughs> Weirdest place you ever had sex? Weirdest place I've ever had sex. Mm. I love how many there are that she's just like I can't. The, yeah, I but what? I can't pick. I mean, yeah, and just trying to figure I out mean, what, yeah. what, like, what, what constitutes oh, as what's weird. weird. Okay, like unexpected. unusual. Yeah, unexpected, like surprise. Oh my god! Why like surprise sex? Like aisle four, cold. <laughs> um, yeah. No, the weirdest place I've had sex. The weirdest place I've had sex. Oh, actually, weird because it felt uncomfortable, and it's probably the okay. only time where I was like, oh my god, I feel really exposed. Was like having sex standing up at a riverbank. Ah, oh, because you can, everyone can see you in all directions. Well, yeah, because it was like late. It, it was like it was like the sun was setting, mm. and so that's still light. That's yeah, still so it was like still light. light and like had no idea if there was anyone like in the trees or anything like that. It was the like bridge that. coming so across like, the MCG. No, no. I didn't say the Yarra. Yarra. I said a creek. I said a creek bed. I said a creek it was bed. Yarra it was a little bed. It was like a, it was a little further down the Yarra. Okay. So it was Yarra Bend. But yeah, it was just like, <laughs> and it was because. It was. <laughs> yeah, I got bent on Yarra Bend. Yeah, because yeah. it was like, because I was standing there like this. Because obviously, like, yeah, like, so he was behind me, like, fucking me. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, staring at, like, trees. And I was like, there could literally be people, like, in the trees just watching me. But people don't just live in trees. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, we walked down there. So, what's stopping anyone else from walking down there? Well, they're probably having sex as well. So, they're thinking the same thing. They were probably at the next part of the river bed. The most annoying thing about drag. Ooh. Being compared to other drag queens. Is it vicious? Is it it's like catty? Not, I I mean, I am catty. Like and as in like I'm cunty to mm-hmm. other drag queens, and I'll read them now. The I mean, let me talk about my privilege for starters. I've been doing this for a while now, so people do respect me in like in these spaces with other drag queens. She so, so when I people when people walk Chick in, they're it. like, oh, "It's Asia Buffet. It's Asia Buffet." <laughs> no you one know? does that. And so no one. <laughs> plenty. Oh, plenty of people too. Um, but <laughs> so you know, if I'm if I'm saying something cunty, they'll take you know they'll take it with you know in good in assault, good yeah. nature, yeah. 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 But it's those like the hens party gals, the drag race fandom. Right. Those, who judge like, your who, who will go, oh, you look like this drag queen from drag race or blah, blah, blah. And, always be and I'm like, no, always jujubee. Right. Okay. Yeah. Always jujubee. Always jujubee. And like, don't get me wrong. Those girls are really talented. I've had the honor of working with a lot of these girls. Yeah. But we're not but the same. I'm like, we're not the same. I'm, I'm not like, Lucy Luger. You're literally, yeah. You're like literally comparing me to another Asian drag queen. Mm. Just on the because way I we're look. Asian drag queens. I'm like, ugh, yeah. boring. Why am I I'm not like, Bianca? <clears throat> I wish. Oh my God. I wish I was Bianca Del Rio. Quick question. Yes. Have you had implants? 
No. Are you going to get implants? Do you want implants? <laughs> I've talked about this so much with so many with so many different people. There are some days where I'm like, oh, I love this. Mm-hmm. And then there are other days where I'm like, no, this, like carrying that weight mm-hmm. and all of that, too much. So I think I'm gonna I'm going to work my way from the bottom up. Right. Only if it feels natural to me. Yeah. Because the reality is I know for a fact I want a vagina. Right. So yeah, I'm gonna yeah, yeah. get a vagina. Once I've got that, I'm like, You'll I see. may feel I may feel completely fulfilled. Never considered touching my face. And it's not a vanity thing. It's just because the idea of like looking plucked and pulled back and all of that. I was like, we're so lucky as Asian people, we don't crack and we're not gonna crack for a really long time. Yeah. So I'm like, and then we'll bo- be sultanas, yeah, but so, yeah, it's, we're over the hill we'll literally so like drop, but yeah, yeah. exactly. We'll ha- like have our partner forever yeah. and they'll be stuck with it and, Henry they'll be, Cavill. and they'll be happy to go like this to our boobs when it's like yeah. at our knees do you wear a breastplate no ever no and i never <gasps> so i was one of and i can proudly say this i was one of the first queens in melbourne didn't. that didn't wear boobs right. i never wore a bra i always just went out like just as are. my chest and obviously when i give you bo- any oh, yes so okay, i yeah. do have like i love hiding in this dress because i don't have to wear a bra which is great but when i first started drag i obviously didn't have i wasn't on Anything, hormones so yeah. i was like quite flat chested so like me yeah, and cool. <laughs> but flat chest is really nice i love yeah it was like imagine carrying all that weight i can't too much. i can't even imagine <clears throat> even with a padded bra it's yeah. still like an a so the idea of wearing boobs for me because my idea of drag was about fashion so i was always inspired by models right. so i was like models have don't no wear boobs yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so it was yeah. like you know like, yeah yeah 100 no yeah. that was like my vision of drag who has more fun asia or Ria? oh who has more fun asia or Ria? <laughs> I'm like, who I was like what do you mean i was like who do you <laughs> like, oh, Denise. yeah yeah i'm like stop stop talking to me oh my god stop listening to her um who has more fun Rian. I love that. Yeah, yeah, Rian has more fun. Don't mm. get me wrong. I love like I love being Asia, but Asia is still work for me. Yeah, right. I love. Don't get me wrong. I love yeah, being yeah, around yeah. the kids. I love you know hosting my trivia's and all of that good stuff. And I love being part of our community. But it is still somewhat it's work. Weird. Whereas Rian really does have fun. What's your favorite gig? <laughs> like type of gig, you know? <sighs> right now. <laughs> I love hosting my trivias. Right. I really do because it's it's like a really easy gig and it allows me to keep being shady but also working on my craft as, yeah. you know, because essentially, essentially it is constantly talking and being able to pick out people in the crowd. And I'm like, you know, and it just builds up more content for me. Like mm. Bianca Del Rio says she has a Rolodex of hate. I have the same kind of vibe, not necessarily hate, but I have like a Rolodex of things that I'll constantly say. Mm. So like one of the things I'll do, like when I'm at any trivia anywhere, I'll always grab a microphone as soon as I'm ready to start. I'll like tap the microphone on my crotch and I'm like, testies, testies. I'm getting, ri- <laughs> I'm getting rid of them soon. Yeah. I'm to use them yeah. here. Yeah, I'm like, I'm getting rid of oh, them soon. So that's like my thing. So I have all these little things that I do and I'll always kind of, I do have jokes that I carry on every week and I'll just pick different people, but they all kind of are relatable. And so yeah. like you know, the lightness of it. It's yeah, like, yeah, it's not yeah, too serious. Yeah. I'm getting I'm rid like, of my testies. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like the comedians have the same thing. Yeah, they have, exactly. They have 
their kind of material that works and they go back to it. Yeah, 100%. So it's the same time I get to work on my material being able to do trivias because it is so lighthearted and it's fun. Whereas, you know, the corporate stuff is a little bit more work. But, you know, taking up space Area for growth. Area for growth. 100. Really random question. We Mm -hmm. are so into manifestation and just saying shit out loud because Mm -hmm. in two years when we sit down and talk to you again, you might have done it. If you could do any gig anywhere for any company. Doing anything. What would it be? Even just one time, like to perform with someone massive or. Oh, my God. Or like host a flight from somewhere to somewhere. Like what would you do? Or even have your own fucking talk show. That could be fun. Mm. That could be fun. Oh, I don't know. Any, Super Bowl halftime. Any ge- no, I couldn't. <laughs> really? I couldn't. Nah, I wouldn't because, one, I do not have a singing voice. <laughs> um, Did your vocals change? Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. Hun- mm-hmm. They did, but they didn't. Right. They did, but they didn't. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because every now and then, like, as a joke, I'm like, I'm like fuck off, God. But like it's wow. yeah, but it's very like. But we can all do that. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it's not yeah. Oh mate, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, it's so weird when he gets angry. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I go really deep, deep. when I'm really angry, deep. and when I'm trying to get a taxi. <gasps> taxi. <laughs> I I hate that for all of us. Yeah, no, it didn't really change. All right. Kind of, but not really. I feel like also if you were to look at who I was before. It wouldn't like the voice that came out then still made sense for how I looked. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So back to Sarah's question. Sorry, uh, yeah, that I jumped my, in. What was my question? My, my, oh, yeah, the one dream, gig yeah. I would do. The one gig that I would do that I would like my dream gig. Oh my God, why did that come to my mind? <gasps> Say Sorry. it. It's quick fire. Yeah. Say it. I'm like, why would I want to host a Carols by Candlelight? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Ew. Yes. Ew. You know what that would represent though, being so mainstream that you're hosting one of yes. the most family friendly shows yes. in Australia. No, a hundred percent. And and again, if that was to present itself to me, I would yes. do it because it would take up it it would be me taking up space again. Yeah. Because the I mean, because you know, as queer people, we also know that not all queer queer people have the queer luxury. People. Queer people, queer people have queer people. Not all queer people. Oh my I god! I love that. Queeple is a new word. Queeple. Copyright twenty twenty three. Queeple. Queeple. We've started Queeple. that. Yeah. Queeple. Yeah. Um, Merch coming. So, May so twenty twenty three. Not all queeple have the luxury of having blood family. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of I didn't have the best relationship with my family growing up either. So it's kind of like it's a luxury to be able to have them in my life now mm. and have them quite present in my fam in my life. Whereas there are a lot of queer people that don't have their families. Mm. So being able to see a queer person mm. or a queer a queer a queer a I hate us. I love us. Bitch, I'm proud to put it on a motherfucking t-shirt tomorrow. <laughs> I already, I'm, 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 I'm literally trademarking yeah, no, it. I'm literally going to do it. Carl's <laughs> already made like, a business. Re- He's already selling uh, yeah, merch online. Yeah, it's already on, Lena's already on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Lena's, Lena's like, it's already, it's already in production. <laughs> I just put up a post for you, babe. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> Lena, fuck off. <laughs> Love you, Lena. Yeah. We share a manager. Yes. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, okay, got it. Yeah. Got, thanks it, got for, it. Thanks to this drunk ass bitch that was like, Lena. Do you know what though? He's love language yeah, is yes. supporting people's uh-huh. careers. A hundred percent. And dreams. I, dreams and careers. And I'm very, very fortunate to be I'm on kidding. the other. Fisting. Could you, I'm kidding. That's my love language to you. <laughs> Do you know what? I would actually clip these nails. Oh my God, off. those nails. 
Both nails. No, but like I said, I would clip them off. But also there is a possibility if I go like this yeah. and I go in like here first. It's still safe. It's still safe. Because you do the thin no you do puncture. the you do the thinner part first. What did you just go like this though? And just put it. No, because the net doesn't. Guys, I'm, doesn't I'm hide calling properly. us. I'm calling us for the fisting <laughs> technicality. Okay, we're moving on. We're moving on. We're moving on. Okay, so Carol's by Candlelight. Hey. <laughs> no fisting involved. Yeah. Family friendly. Yeah, Family well, friendly. yeah we're like. <laughs> no I don't know fisting. what's going on. <laughs> well, we're just talking about fisting. That's all. Because well, I, told I you. hope to see you on Carol's by Candlelight <laughs> this year. Girl. You watch, they'll book me and they'll be like, so we need someone to play Santa. <laughs> <laughs> You know what it'll be? You know what it'll slide through? It'll, it'll start off as just like, we would like you to perform. And yeah. then you'll be like, I kind of got there. I'm yeah, hosting, yeah, but yeah, I kind yeah, of got yeah. there. I kind of got there. I mean, Santa would be fabulous. I'd do like a fish, like a red velvet fishtail. Oh my God. With like no, a no, worm. Asia, Asia, yeah, Santa yeah, yeah. yeah. started out as Santa, Santa. <gasps> and then you ripped on <laughs> a beard and wig reveal <laughs> comes on, and then she's got like a full pony, like just oh hiding God, under yes. the hat. Oh my gosh! Okay, yeah. I'm gonna do that show anyway, <laughs> regardless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna call my show "Carols by Candle," just one candle, <laughs> just at home. Or "Candles by Carol." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Denise. "Carols by Denise." "Carols by Denise," made for the people. Oh, on that note, I loved having you. Thank you so much Thank for spending so much the afternoon me. with us. That was Let's so much fun. Thank you. Okay, so where, where do we find you? Oh, on Instagram at Asia Buffet, A-Y-S-H-A Buffet. Yummy. Are you still, do you still need more funds? Oh, my God. Tell us about the GoFundMe. The GoFundMe is doing GoFundMe is doing really well. Oh, actually, maybe I should say it. Maybe it I could can, be better. It could be doing could, better. Do you know what? Actually, I will tell you. Go. I will say it on here because I've not said it publicly yet, oh but I will say it. I'm actually really, really close. <gasps> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fish I'm man, let's I'm get a show over the edge. I'm literally like, I like so I, as you long as I can it. receive six grand from the ether, great. Yeah. And I am still working hard, but yeah, I'm like about six grand off, which is <gasps> so. Faith fam, please slide in. Let's Rally. do some donations. Let's try. Yeah, and about uh, six grand off. Get to oh this my god, I've not even said that anyone. I literally just got chills myself because <gasps> oh my yeah, I'm not. I'm not really you. said it out loud, but yeah, I'm about six people, grand off. People, people, get around everyone. Asia. Like yes, we need the support. We need the slide support. on in. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's pretty and amazing. Donate. Slide on yeah. in and donate, and I'm. Slide on, slide on in, or fist on in for Khan. Okay, this is not something that I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. No fisting for Khan because Khan's gonna learn to take the big dick. Anyway. Oh my god! No, 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 stop. Um, okay, consent is important. <laughs> we're moving on, Sarah. Please wrap up. Guys, we'll include the GoFundMe links and Aisha's page. Please, please, please get around the GoFundMe if you can and get us to that milestone. <laughs> Make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, leave us a love letter, share the episode, tag Aisha, get around us, and we'll see you at the feast table next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.